sure you don't look at the monitor. I'm not going to look at the monitor. I'm going to look at you. Okay, I'm ready. I'm ready too. I'm I'm excited. That's weird. Like once you press go, I was, the excitement hit me. I've been mm. pissed all day. <laughs> nice. for last episode are you gonna cry do you want me to i'm excited guys thank you for being here once again um this is the get paid to live podcast this is our last episode of the season and it's weird it's like so weird i never thought we'd make I it never this far we'd make it, when like honestly this kind of started as a joke so it's crazy that it's gone this far and not just that but like it's it kind of means something to both of us now mm. and it feels um it feels real like yeah the dreams are turning into reality yeah and your bitch loves chatting so <laughs> it doesn't it's your perfect job right it's here. my perfect job you're getting paid to live right now <laughs> well i guess we haven't made any money but but theoretically yeah mentally that's what's happening you're getting paid in positive reinforcement exactly. from the community thank you guys first of all anybody who's commented subscribed liked anything like thank you so much and it really makes our day because when you're doing things for no reason it's really nice when people are affirming you and giving you positive feedback so like all of the feedback helps um positive negative we've only had like a few negative comments but honestly i was just pretty open i'm like tell me tell us straight up don't go too crazy but we're learning we're learning and i i want to make it an enjoyable experience because i want people to feel less alone in this journey of an asymmetrical life i don't know what that means but (laughs) I kept saying that. Ali Abdul said it and I keep saying it. But I don't know what it means, but I'm assuming it's just like people doing what we're doing. And anyone going through this journey, I just want to keep saying that again. Like it's very hard to find people who you can talk to and relate to. Like we're literally the only people that we can we're really the only people who like get each other on that level. So I just hope that this is like a place where you feel heard and seen or at least your thoughts are being repeated back to you (laughs) or something. So anyway, we have lots to talk about today, but we're going to try to keep it short because we talk too fucking much. So any for anyone who's new, my name is Ify and this is Shaw. We are we're married. Hello. We're married in Nigeria. <laughs> we're married in Nigeria. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We um, are. How do you say we're engaged? Yeah, we're engaged. Okay. We are engaged. I mean, that didn't just happen. I don't know how to present it, but basically we're fiancés. Okay. And co-fiancés. we're co-fiancés uh, for the Give Me to Live podcast. <laughs> and <laughs> we um, started this back in, uh, we started September. filming yeah. in in september but it officially came out in october so it literally hasn't even been that long which is crazy yeah it's six weeks what right yeah because it was october 20 something like it was late the 15th oh okay so maybe like a bit more than six weeks yeah Yeah, 12 weeks something like that not 12 weeks seven weeks yeah i'm not good at math anyways (laughs) anyway we started this podcast a little bit ago and um we both quit our jobs this year like our six-figure incomes this year to pursue our dreams to zero yeah and we are in our freshman year we're in our freshman year we like to call it our freshman year and we're documenting this process for people like us and um you could be an entrepreneur you could be a dreamer whatever you want to call yourself um just people who are going after 
what they want. And um, we're excited to be here with you guys. If you haven't seen our past episodes, please check those out. Very resourceful. I think we're going to be building on a lot of those topics anyway. And yeah. Okay. One thing I wanted to do was a sub count. I want to look back at this mm, and I yeah. want everyone else to look back at this. And I want to talk about the fact that we have a hundred and as of right now, we have a hundred and like 34 really? subscribers. Wow. Blows my mind on my personal channel. It took me like six years. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It took me a long time to get to even like 200. Right. right. And I quit my job with 200 subscribers. So like, I just want to say like, that's insane that there's that many people and and it doesn't seem like it's anyone from like either of our, <laughs> our audiences yeah. it seems like a whole new audience right yeah that's that's what's interesting too it's not just like our our mom and our sister mm -hmm. and brother like it is but also not and that's yeah. what's shocking you know um so just thank you thank you for being here and we're just excited share it with your friends um i i'm not saying share it just because i want you to share my podcast i'm saying share it because if there's anyone you know who feels similarly to you um i couldn't sit with this feeling so if this makes you feel less alone maybe it'll make them feel less alone um so yeah i'm just excited that we've gotten through our freshman year of entrepreneurship and we're getting there because i feel or we're halfway through the semester yeah i think we're coming up on our first semester yeah okay because we started this in the summer i feel like you you quit right. your job in july in july even though our bio says april ignore that. you left in april i know but i just for simplicity i just grouped yeah. you in there um so it's been and that's really when i started like actually pursuing my consulting business that has now burned to the ground <laughs> um so now i'm just a full-time content creator but we got here and i always thought like oh yeah looking forward to six months from now i'm gonna be so rich and famous like boy was i wrong you're gonna be broken busy i'm broken busy that's a theme going into q4 because q1 oh my god i keep saying q4 q1 going into q4 oh <laughs> that was a really good I can't, example i'm of telling that. you i can't talk today but anyways going into q1 <laughs> q1 next year i think it's because it's 2024 q4 my head is oh i see i'm dyslexic okay. so i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm kidding cancel in that spirit i wanted to do a little game <laughs> okay and I wanted to talk about something that shocked you. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll do this too. Something that shocked you uh, going into this, like starting this podcast and where we are now. Like what's one thing that blew your mind? That's a good question. Um, I guess the easy answer is the traction. Like mm -hmm. so early on. Because like you said, the time it took my YouTube channel to hit 100 subscribers, it wasn't like six weeks. No. <laughs> yeah, it was much longer than yeah. that. Um, I guess kind of peeling back like going one layer deeper yeah. like peeling back the onion a bit more the fact that these ideas make sense to people is kind <laughs> of shocking because it, it doesn't i feel like we kind of arrived at these yeah. ideas like so iteratively like yes. we went so far down a rabbit hole to kind of arrive at this it's kind of mind-blowing that we can like talk about it in like this natural conversational way yeah and people like it makes sense to people yeah because we talk to people around us the same way and they don't get it not all the time but if first of all if people were understanding what we were saying we wouldn't have started the podcast yes. so the fact that it is making sense to people and the fact that um we're not 
I'll just kind of say mine. Like, okay. I guess I'm, I'm, there's like two parts, like internal, external. Externally, I'm shocked that like, w- yeah, it's kind of making sense to people. And I'm shocked that like, we're not having to put like crazy amounts of work into it. Right. That's what's kind of shocking. It's kind of like, you know, like four hour a week, eight yeah. hour a week kind of commitments. I mean, it's a lot less for me, but. Right. I, I do like the producing of the podcast. And I guess that is a lot of work, like yeah. to edit and post everything and organize everything and yep. make the, the scripts and stuff. But I, it's, I just thought it would be a lot harder. Like mm-hmm. when I went into podcasting, right. I was like, how the hell do people get reach? Like, how do yep. you, it was his great Clips, idea. Baby. <laughs> Clips. It was his good idea to put this on YouTube. And I just got it from Joe Rogan. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think I literally, you and I, I feel like we're both just looking at what other people did and be yeah. like, okay, we're going to, make it our own but like i'm just gonna guess and see what other people do because it's not an mm-hmm. intuitive thing i i'm an ex-social media manager so most of the social medias are like very familiar to me in some way and this podcasting world was just not something i had a lot of experience in yeah. i listened to a few here and there but i'm not like a podcast person like all the time so i don't have a lot of reference so the fact that it was like kind of seamless that i think yeah. that was was shocking to me and then internally i'm always impressed with like how happy i feel like doing it like sitting here and talking i'm not gonna lie i do prefer the in-person face-to-face podcast more than the the virtual ones just because like it's i feel like it's so completely different different. and i i hope one day that like we can actually do in person with our guests hopefully next year hopefully next year um we think we're gonna do like a little bit of touring i don't know but um I, i do like that aspect more but it's just i'm always shocked with like how fun it is like when i'm doing it because like today i was having like a really black day like i was doom scrolling last night i was feeling anxious i was feeling like doubtful and i haven't really felt like like that in a a while and i just woke up tired and having to do things i didn't want to do get work done and i'm like man that sucks i'm like not going to be in the zone i want to be for our last episode which makes me excited because i'm thinking back to the older episodes where i'm like man i'm always so happy when i do it and yeah so just even today, like right when you press record, I was like, yeah. I just got magic. energy. <laughs> it is magic. That is weird. So, uh, yeah. And all we did was just have our normal conversations, but we set up a bunch of, we did a bunch yeah. of unnecessary steps beforehand <laughs> to have the conversation, setting up these mics, setting up the camera, the lights. and I can't wait to talk about how necessary, unnecessary things are. Wow. I can't wait to talk about that. That's a little preview sneak peek for season two. Get paid to live, baby. <laughs> Is that our new theme song? So we always have a special drink. We're always drinking drinks, by the way, all the time. So, and I love how we always we just kind of knew to get our, our own drinks every time for the podcast. It just happened. Yeah, naturally. I'm just tired. Yeah, he always needs caffeine. So I need to calm down because I've been anxious. So yeah. I need to calm down. I have a chamomile tea. Um, This one from Rishi. Wow. Fire. The best chamomile tea in the game it's crazy and it has like the you can see the chamomile like it's so earthy but good and you put a lot of honey i put a lot of honey fire it's a cool vibe what about you mine's pretty simple just ice espresso from the nespresso oh so it's a there's no milk yeah and then i added like the fat-free fair life so (laughs) just like a basic ice latte not the fat-free cool okay so let's get into today's episode like our main topic um we're going into the new year baby okay 2024 2024 we survived and as most people do 
And as we always do every quarter, we set quarterly goals. Yep. So today we're going to really talk about goals, like what they mean, how we set them and kind of reflect on our first semester mm-hmm. <laughs> into entrepreneurship and talk about our plans and like uh, what we want to improve on for Q1. Um, I'm not trying to sound like different or like a pick me, but I do feel like how I've approached goals in the last few years have been really uh, transformational. And I think they work more than I've ever had. How you do it now or how you did it two years ago? I I feel like I started this kind of like two years ago. It's been developing. It's been developing, but it's not just any old goal setting. Like I feel like it's more intentional and I feel like the more we do it, the more it just gets better and better. Yeah. It's a skill set. It is a skill set. Yeah. Yeah, it, It sounds such a, it's, it's like, it's such a basic topic, yeah. but even within such a basic topic, there's so many little nooks and crannies that mm-hmm. you can use to improve. So I do feel like it is something that people can use and you know use for their goals to, to achieve their dream life. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been working. And really, this, this semester, I feel like our goals have been working. So I want to get into all of that and talk about how you can, you know, be, you know, live your dream life in 2024. Right. Yeah. Good name. Live your dream life in 2024. Boom. Boom. That's how we'll, that'll be the preview to start the podcast. We'll just start with you yelling boom. New year, new life, bitch. 2024 secrets, confessions of a freshman entrepreneur. (laughs) That's cute. Uh, What did I just say? You said, boom. No, I said, what did I say? Live your dream life in 2024. What? What? <laughs> okay, so let's get into it. Okay, so goals. What are goals, honey? What is goals? What is goals? Uh, and we were, we were talking about this earlier this week, I think. Mm. And But we were just like reflecting on Q4 goals. Yeah. Uh, like when this came up. And I was realizing that I had this goal for myself to get 20 hours a week of client work going into Q1. And I realized that I'm not, I'm probably not going to hit that goal because I have zero hours of client work and it's December 15th, but we never know. (laughs) But the point of the goal wasn't to get the client work, I feel. The point of the goal was to improve my consulting skill set, my kind of project manager, product manager mindset, that strategic thinking, the product development uh, mindset. And Setting that goal was just an excuse to develop that skill set. And it's it's because like I kind of got into this mode where like, oh, I need to get better. I need to get on client calls. Like I need to like I felt this sense of urgency to, you know, hit that goal. And in the process, I sort of inadvertently just got better and better at taking discovery calls at kind of thinking through. Uh, client problems and like kind of sifting through what clients are telling me to get to the core business problem that they're facing and ultimately, you know, try to suss out solutions to those problems. And so this is actually something that, you know, I first heard from Ray Dalio, who he had a book, uh, has a book called like Principles, I think that's what it's called. And he said something to the effect of paraphrasing that goals are essentially an excuse for us to grow. Oh, he said that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I thought that was from you. No. Wow. Okay. Well, I'm paraphrasing. I think he he worded it slightly differently. differently. Maybe you can like pop it up. He, he has like a he has a quote on it. I think. And who is he? 
Ray Dalio is like a super successful uh, investor. Oh, okay. He uh, runs Bridgewater and Associates or ran Bridgewater and Associates. Mm. No, I like that. I mean, I don't know why I attached this quote to the David Beckham documentary. Yeah. But I don't think it's a new idea. Yeah. I think people have known for a while that the point of a goal know. isn't necessarily the goal. Yeah, and I didn't it, it's know. It's just one of those lessons you just have to learn. Right. This is the part of the iteration I'm talking about because if you watch the David Beckham documentary, I don't know what it's called. I think it's literally called Beckham. Beckham. Okay, Beckham. And it's on Netflix. Super good. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, even for the girlies, like, it's a good movie. Movie. It's a good documentary show. Docu-series. Docu-movie series. Docu-movie series. And in the the show he's basically showing like all aspects of his life when he grew up and you know how he grew up and basically like how he became the soccer player footballer that he is today and i always just like love like movies or documentaries that kind of show people working at a craft for a very long time because i admire it like i'm not somebody who's ever done that but i've always wanted that for myself and i haven't been patient enough to you know, pursue something, one thing for a long period of time. So I was just like loving it, eating it up. And then there was something that he said in there. I don't know what episode, but he was like, um, the game of like football is just an excuse for them to keep playing. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like I, I just felt like, okay, something clicked there because he, and if you watch a documentary, you'll see like, he loves the, the sport. Right. Like, it's not about the fame and the winning. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know, but like, it seems more about the craft. And right. I love that when people are just obsessed with their craft mm-hmm. because it has nothing to do with the outcome. It has nothing to do with the output. It's about the process. Right. Um, and I that clicked with me because I'm like, the whole getting better and performing or being the best, all of that stuff, it's such a waste of time to put all your energy into because you can't necessarily control that. You can influence it with how you achieve those goals, you know, Mm -hmm. how you go at them, how hard, how much effort you put into it, but you can't guarantee it. And I don't know. I just, I love that. And I Mm -hmm. think we should all start taking that into account. Like your dream life exists, whether you're like achieving it or not. Right. Right. And it's like, when you tap into like living that dream life, whether it's you're doing like school, like you're, you're pursuing the subject or the career or whatever, like it's just so that you like, once you tap into it, you're tapping into it. Mm -hmm. There's no, like you need to tap into it enough until mm-hmm. you can feel the effects of a dream life. Like once you decide to do it, you're doing it. Like, yeah, right. And I, I think that didn't click with me. I'm like, oh, I have to get to a certain follower account mm. before I can feel the reward of right. being, you know, a YouTuber or yeah. being a TikToker. Like once you say it, once you decide, once you're making the action, you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And then you can start to start, like you can allow yourself to feel like the reward of of doing it. And I don't think you have to like get to a certain level and like levels I think should be more as like a bonus than the, uh, the focus. And that's so different than how I feel like goals, how we learned about goals. Right. Cause it was or always just how they seem, how they seem. Cause it was always like, yeah, you need to get to the goal. And that's the point. I right. want to lose 20 pounds I'm going to enjoy when I lose, when the 20 pounds are off of me. That's right. when I can start living yeah. like somebody who's losing 20 pounds. Right. But like once you decide, you are, you're already in the process. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. Um, and the person that you have to become yeah. in the process, that's the real reward. Totally. Not so much like whatever totally. like 
quantity or metric that you say like lose 20 pounds right that's a whatever that's yeah. like a oh, but being sure. a person that is able to lose 20 pounds especially yeah. if you've never done that before mm -hmm. that's a huge accomplishment yeah and i think that's like take the focus off the goal put it on the person that you want to be the dream life that you want to have right. the li like lifestyle the person the traits the characteristics that's of last mm -hmm. the goals they will come and go you, you're going to achieve them and you're going to be like, what else? That's just how we're wired. We want more. We're never satisfied. Yeah. But what you can consistently be satisfied with is a, like a skill that you have right. and keep getting better at that. But you can still enjoy the skill as you're building it. But like, I think we focus so much on the goal that we forget that that's not even the point. It actually is like so not even the point. If you put like set a goal for yourself i want to be a youtuber if you really dig deeper into that what what does that make you actually right. want is it is it the results or is it the fact that you want to have a place to express yourself mm -hmm. or it's a place uh it's finally where you can build a community it's finally where you can start a brand like get to the bottom of what these goals are about because that's the point because you can be building a brand with or without a million subscribers yep you can be building a community with or without a million subscribers. I mean, look at us, right, you know? Right. So it's just, I think I that just kind of changed my whole perspective on yeah, it. Yeah, and I'd say like the last thing I'll say, just putting this a different way, yeah. is that a goal just gives us something to focus on. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a distraction. Yeah, it's you know a good I mean? distraction. It's a good distraction where like if you were to just naturally focus and move toward that point, yeah. like ahead of you you're going to inadvertently achieve all the things that you want to achieve mm. obtain all the things that you want to obtain out of life yeah it's i feel like the goals they give us they give the uncertainty and the confusion of the process mm -hmm. like a, a house it, it gives it structure right so like you can actually enjoy it mm -hmm. you know um it's a tool yeah. The goal is a tool. Yep. It's not the moment though. <laughs> right, right. And I it's just think a framework. It's a framework. It's kind of like, it's it's a template <laughs> of, of some sort. Like you're not going to copy and paste and like you can only be happy when using the template. It's just a guide. Yeah. Just a, supposed to help you do what you already want to do. Mm -hmm. It's giving what you want a reason because we want more practicality. Right predictability and familiarity and it's just giving us that comfort mm -hmm. while we pursue something that is very uncertain you know i wanted to put the definition of goals mm. on the screen um and i wanted to to say it because i think it when we define things a lot of times we start to realize how silly we've been like thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> how silly we've been yeah we've been um so the definition i found i don't know who i found it from so i'll, I'll put the source but it's the object of a person's ambition or effort mm. and aim or desired result going to this is an example of it used in a sentence going to law school has become the most important goal in his life mm. which i feel like that's an even misguided <laughs> misguided sentence and that's why i feel like we're so confused on goals is because that's what we learn it's one of those like off the shelf goals yes exactly and it's like does he want to go to like is law school the most important goal of his life or is helping his community the most mm. important goal of it like not even important thing in his life. Or to you make know? his parents proud. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what the, the goal is mm -hmm. actually about. But I want to talk about like, it's the object of a person's ambition or effort. Mm. So it like to me, when I thought about that, I'm like, object is like a tangible thing. Okay. So, and I think it goes to what we were saying. It's like the object of the ambition. It's not the ambition. So I think when you get that twisted and we tend to think about like, um, 
the object more than the ambition, we start putting more emphasis on the object. Like Mm. with your consulting, if I don't hit that 20 hours, which is the object of his ambition to be a better consultant or a better uh, business person, whatever, Mm -hmm. then you will start one. You're not even going to, you're not going to truly maximize the process. And two, you may not even be satisfied with getting the goal and then life after getting the goal. But if you're focused on the ambition more than the object, I feel like you you tend to like reflect on that a little bit more. You tend to uh, be more grateful, I think, during the process. And when you're grateful and you're feeling positive, I feel like you're open to more information. You're you're interested. You're curious mm. instead of like being too hyper focused on one thing and seeing it negatively. Like I'm not mm. losing 20 pounds or like I'm nowhere close to that. Then your focus is so narrow right. that you're not taking in all the things you're learning. Okay, right. sure, you didn't hit, you know, your your 20 pound goal like right when you wanted to. But what did you learn about how you like going to the gym? What you like to eat? Now you, all these things that you you've had to do right. on that process become learnings they become lessons that you can use for the rest of your life yeah the ambition is probably to be a healthier person or to feel Mm -hmm. better Mm -hmm. and you do have information on that no matter if you reach the 20 pounds or not right and i think that's why it's important to like look at you like question your goals like Mm. question where they come from and why because i think you'll start to realize that there's more of an ambition behind it than you think um and sometimes you'll realize I don't want this at all. I just think I want this, but this is what I actually want. There's a quote from this book that I wanted to. Okay. I, I was reading this book called purpose. Um, and there was a quote in here that I thought was really helpful. Um, she was talking about going on quests and Mm. even though the book is over, like I'm on the last chapter, she was saying, this is just the beginning of, you know, finding your purpose. So she said, Lev Grossman, he wrote in his book, The Magician King, he who completes a quest does not merely find something, he becomes something. Yeah. And I think that that is like everything we're talking about yeah. in, in, in like a few sentences. Basically, the quest is not to achieve the, or get the diamond right. or get the money or get mm-hmm. the followers mm-hmm. or the fame. It's so that you become the person that you want to be. And I kind of I learned that concept in Atomic Habits um, that like rocked my world, which is like make your habits even based on the person you want to be as opposed to yeah. just that seems like a cool thing to do. Right. Um, because I, I one, I like that because I feel like it's tapping into your future self and i think future self is a very powerful concept and i want to talk about future self really quickly okay um i i don't have like a formal definition of it i've heard about it from other people but basically how i picture it is like your your future self is like the has like all the answers right. to, to your dream life they, right. they know they're already living it they right. know everything mm-hmm. and um it's someone you can look to as a guide and i i think it's an important just like you have mentors externally like people that are not you you also have like a mentor within yourself yeah because it's just an excuse for us to do what we want to do we just yeah. want to like picture some all-knowing guide who has all the answers but it just makes us feel more affirmed in our belief and helps us actually do it right so who cares if it's true it's like if it works it works mm-hmm. and i think it's very helpful when you're setting goals to think about that future version of you who has everything you want because if you have everything you want you're not typically thinking out of scarcity you're not thinking out of right. um i have to be or this is you know this is what's popular or like you're thinking out of like oh man i'm just 
just like, I'm living the life. I'm doing what I want to do. You know, would future, would future you take this job or this deal that makes right. you stressed out but gives you a lot of money? No, they already have a lot of money. They wouldn't take anything that stresses yep. them out. Would they have goals like, you know, um, <laughs> I don't know, like... Would they have goals like uh, buy a Lamborghini by the end of the year? No, I mean mm-hmm. they they are they can buy that whenever they want. They already have it probably. Right. Like I think it it kind of just sets level sets these like yeah shallow ish goals, and it allows you to like act like your future self, mm-hmm. and by acting mm-hmm. like them, you become them. Yep, you become that person, and that's what the journey is about. I want to bring up one last example. Alex Hormozy, um, he was talking about he's oh, he's told his story a million times. It's probably all over his his platform but basically he's an entrepreneur owns very successful invest private equity firm. private equity firm and he talked about how he basically lost everything from his business at one point in his career and he didn't have anything tangible left mm-hmm. like i think he had to live with his now wife at their parents at her parents house or something um, weird like that i think they were just visiting them okay. but yeah he had lost lost everything. he lost everything basically zero mm-hmm. <laughs> and so i think like his business partner stole money from him and all this stuff yeah it seemed like a series of unfortunate events <laughs> it's a it's a tragedy <laughs> anyway i, I want to talk about that because but what he had mm-hmm. even though he had lost everything he had all the lessons and yes. the knowledge he had learned over the past like five or seven years yeah. or whatever it was i thought that was really uh that was gold because i think we think like a lot of times in our journey achieving the goal that if we don't have anything to show for it that everything's a waste everything's a loss right. and and it's a very huge thing in entrepreneurship because you're gonna lose more than you gain for oh, yeah. a long time and so if you have this perspective that because i'm not gaining physical tangible things that i'm losing in general or mm-hmm. i'm not meeting my goal you're gonna have a terrible time yeah like same way with your consulting i've thought that way like because i'm not getting followers because i'm not getting brand deals or money or cloud or whatever i'm losing but the things that i'm learning in this process of yeah. losing the things i'm learning in this process of editing or putting myself out there or having to communicate my message that's for life you're gonna have those skills for the rest of your life so you can choose to see them as like a waste of time Mm -hmm. or you can choose to see it as your greatest gifts and in that moment i think he took everything he had learned from the past however many months of him doing his business and turned that into oh years of him doing his business and turned that into like a million dollars in like a month didn't i think he made like a hundred thousand or fifty thousand oh right okay so basically like it finally clicked yeah okay so he was like at that low point with nothing Mm -hmm. and then i think like a few months later he figured something out i think what it was he like just max he was able to max out a credit card essentially Mm. and like make a hundred thousand dollars in one month yeah and it's like that's the stuff that that's the value that's the value that came from him doing whatever he had to do in those years even though he was like losing or whatever um and then eventually i think it was like six months later they turned that into like a million in a month oh yeah they were making like yeah i think like 10 million something ridiculous every month and it's like that knowledge that suffering that pain it turns into something if you let it but yeah just knowledge and like the person right. you become that's that's valuable. the most valuable thing that not so- the like the valuation of your business mm. your you know your monthly income like anything like that yeah it makes you think of that show uh undercover billionaire
Nightmare or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, right. It basically, I haven't watched the show, but Shaheen did. I'll let you explain it, actually. Oh, essentially, it's like, okay, you've got, well, I, I actually don't remember if it's like 60 days. <laughs> we or, actually have, neither of us have seen <laughs> no, the show. I don't remember if it's like 60 days or 90 days, but they kind of like drop uh, like a billionaire in a random like town <laughs> and they give him 90 days with like a truck and a thousand dollars or something like that. And some rope. <laughs> yeah. And they have 90 days to build a million dollar business. That's like, and okay, so I, I wanted to talk about that show because if you can build something all over again after losing everything, that's how you know you're right. focusing on the right, right. things. Um, you're using the skills and the resources that you have, regardless of if you hit this number or yeah. this goal right. or whatever. That's the importance of it because yeah. those millionaires or billionaires? Billionaires. Those billionaires, didn't you say like most of them were able to rebuild? I think all, I the season I watched, they all did it. They, by the end of the 90 days, they got to a million. Million dollar business. Million dollar business. And it's like, that's how you know you can do it over and over again. Yeah. Because you have, the traits are now within you. So I just think that's really, that inspired me to be like, okay, it's it's more about what have I, what skills have I learned? Yeah. Because you can always use a skill again and again and again in yeah. different areas of your life. So that's really helped me. And I think it's, it's helpful to hear. So now that we have an idea of what goals are and what they, I think what they should be. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about how you set them. Like, how do we actually make them work for us? Mm-hmm. Um, but first, I want to address like something that I feel like comes up as friction when you're setting goals, especially as a creative entrepreneur, um, just a dreamer, yeah, whatever. Because we have all these big, high expectations, all these big, big goals, dreams. yeah, big dreams, and it's it can be intimidating to even start <laughs> when you're like at zero. Right. <laughs> um, and I've heard this from people, but I don't necessarily feel this as much. But there's little pockets in my life where I feel it. Um, sometimes as a creative, you tend to like hate structure you think it's going to take away from your freedom or your art or your craft or like whatever you're doing um and i want to offer a different perspective that can help combat that mindset because it's not that it's like bad or evil to think that it's just i think it's just ignorant of what it could be Mm. um because actually and i think most people will agree to this when you give yourself structure you feel a little bit more free right at least a little bit it's like um what is it called writer's block or Mm -hmm. kind of like the uh the creative block you get just looking at a blank page you know yeah, what i mean yeah, but if like yeah. there's already something started on that page mm-hmm. it's a lot easier to just kind of pick up where you know just riff off of that you know exactly. what i mean it's like for me i'm a musician so like mm-hmm. writing a song from scratch is a lot harder than like writing a baseline for like yeah. someone already playing a riff mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. yeah it just it just helps you get started mm-hmm. and that's the thing people who who are successful they were, are not the most talented they don't have all these crazy gifts or wizards they just get started so if you're feeling stuck um and you know you have goals but you just refuse to set them because you think that oh if i don't say it then i can't fail (laughs) you know um i think that's going to prevent you from even getting anywhere with that goal or anywhere with that lifestyle that you want and i think that does have a little bit of a perfectionist taste to it Mm -hmm. it's it's um, waiting for like perfect conditions yeah and they won't come Uh, trust me i've tried it it's not gonna come you have to push for things do them imperfectly do them Mm -hmm. messy even if the template is not useful the first day maybe the second day it opens doors for you like coming back to things like normalize iteration iteration and coming back to 
of things and sleeping on it and talking about it then coming back and then not feeling it and then mm-hmm. coming back and feeling better and it's like it's little by little but the point is just to get started it yep. doesn't matter how it turns out just get started and, the and how, this is from a perfectionist this is from a perfectionist a recovering perfectionist <laughs> recovering do you think I'm a perfectionist I think you were oh, more so than yeah. you are now okay that's good it's good to know I'm improving mm-hmm. how, why do you say that I'm curious I don't know just like a vibe because we don't how would you know that maybe going back to like swab days and like mm. how organized and structured you were yeah like even back then um it was something that stood out to me <laughs> What stood out to you? Just like how structured and organized you were about about the events. And I feel like there was a bit of tension because I was like, I was more like, yeah, you want to plan, but you don't want to plan too much. And you're just like, you can't over plan. That was like your mindset, I feel. I was a little crazy. I still am. But I, I I think I let I let things get done messy more than I used to. Yeah. And I start even when I'm mm-hmm. I'm not I don't have everything mapped out. This podcast is like a perfect example. Right. I would have me three years ago would have never started yeah. this unless I had an outline for the first two hundred and sixteen episodes. So anyway, um I think sometimes okay, so one thing I I made up it's low key clever, but it's I said, don't hate the structure, play the game. Wow. And that phrase, I think it um, kind of unlocked a little bit of play, which is what our second episode is about um, and how important it is. And you should play all the time, every day. But when you're confined, when you give yourself structure, you don't even realize that you've just been playing the whole time. Like Mm, when you you give yourself a sandbox. Yeah, exactly. Like kids don't realize that they're just playing for hours and hours, but it's they're getting shit done. Right. whatever shit they're clanking together they're getting shit done and i think it just gives you room to start just just right. start it you're never going to get to the goal if you don't even start the damn thing um and don't deny that you have goals either don't even be like no i don't have any goals don't try to be humble yeah you have goals you're just too scared to start them because you think you have to do it perfectly and you don't actually there's right. probably no one in this planet who's achieved a goal and it started out perfectly <laughs> like the whole way through it's just not even possible so yeah. you might as well just give it a go um and then part of this is like one like just doing it mm-hmm. but another side of it is just being able to set the right goals for yourself yeah. you know what yeah. i mean like when you're setting goals and just like consistently failing like part of that is that you need to grow and learn more yeah but another side of that is you may have set the wrong goal or you may need That's to develop true. your skill set of goal setting because you know you can get to a certain point where you can you can i think at least is like you can get really good at goal setting Mm -hmm. where you're always like you're consistently hitting your goals um but that's just because you're setting the right ones at the outset Mm. and then i guess that kind of leads into like how do you set goals right how do you set goals okay i want to hit on a little bit of that like choosing the wrong goal and what to avoid because i think in the past i've done this a lot Mm -hmm. um it's one like we were talking about before setting like no goals and trying to have this like just broad general yeah but the, th- the thing is like when you don't pick a target um this is like a, a nice quote from arnold schwarzenegger like you need to have a vision because mm-hmm. if you don't have a vision of where you want to go mm-hmm. you're just gonna like float around and not really go anywhere you know right. what I mean? you're just gonna like randomly meander about mm-hmm. and you're not really gonna get in any one particular direction yeah or you just might end up somewhere you don't you don't even want to be like you're and then you end up going after someone else's goal someone else's goal you have no clear picture of what the one that you want um so i i think that 
is not a great approach of just like, I'm going to just have this general, I want to get to the next step and I just want to grow mm-hmm. and evolve, like get specific. Or just take that one step further, even yeah. if like you don't necessarily know what it looks like, mm-hmm. just kind of stop and think like, okay, I want to get to the next level. What does that mean? What does that look like? Yeah. You know, why is that important to you? Mm-hmm. And then just ask yourself these questions to try to peel back the layers of the onion. Right. And I think at the the heart of the onion is going to be that real desire right. for something. And I think that's part of like the skill set of goal setting to be yeah. able to quickly get to the core of what it is that you're trying to accomplish. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Like goal setting is actually not about like how fast you're achieving them or hitting them. It's, right. it's more about like understanding where you like mm-hmm. what's aligned with you in the yeah. moment and how to set them for your skill set, your interests, your desire. That's a good yeah. point. Um, and then the, I think the other one, so avoiding like a no goal situation and then you also want to avoid like these half-ass <laughs> goals okay like that, that that don't really have like they they don't make the next steps clear like right. <laughs> i want to be rich yeah just ill-defined goals <laughs> ill-defined goals and it's it's a part of smart goals you know you want to be specific measurable, measurable achievable, achievable re- er, and then timely <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what is the other one it's not relatability <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't know what it is responsible sure yeah <laughs> um we'll but, throw it up on the <laughs> it's it's kind of like these these i i see the ones that like half-ass goals like they're either half-ass because you're refusing to think about it a little bit more yeah. or they're half-ass because you're just stealing it from someone mm-hmm. you're just taking mm-hmm. it from something you've seen i want to go to law school yeah i want to go to law i mean to be fair some people like i actually want to go to law school uh, but but you have to think about going to law school is a sub part of the bigger bigger goal goal, right right? a bigger vision yeah it's like reframing your brain to think a little bit deeper the big picture right which is your vision of how you want to see the world Mm -hmm. after you're doing what you're doing maybe your vision is to see equality amongst immigrants coming to america i don't know yeah. Maybe that's your big picture vision. And then going to law school is a step for you to direction. do that, you know? And I think the half-assed goals, if you just, if you have these kind of like flaky, I don't mm-hmm. know about these goals or just like, it sounds nice. It sounds like, oh, I saw somebody on TV do that. Or like the YouTuber I watch, like they have a lot of subscribers. So I want a lot of subscribers mm-hmm. or whatever. I, I think you have to just, again, like question why you feel that way. Maybe yeah. there is some vali- validity to it, mm-hmm. um, but you won't know until you go deeper. Yeah. So if you were like, I want to be rich, I want to be rich. How rich? Because that's a that's a huge question to ask yourself. Anytime yeah. you're like, I want to be rich or I want uh, some kind of dollar amount, some figure, some yeah. factor figure. How much of that? Okay. Mm-hmm. And how then, rich do you need to be? How rich do you need to be? Why? Why do you need to be rich? Is there something else you want to do with that money? Yeah. Another big one is mm-hmm. like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. I want to start a business. Um, and a lot of times when people say things like that, they want something else. You know, like they want to be an entrepreneur so they can get rich. And it's yeah. like, it's not a good way to get rich to it's be not honest. the best way Mm-mm. i would recommend anything else yeah um because you can for what you want does it actually require you to be an entrepreneur mm-hmm. you know yeah. um you don't make your customers and your employees lives miserable if you just wanted two off days a week and that's why you're an entrepreneur like just you know what i mean like just take some time to think about why why like keep doing the why questions i think there's like a seven why or oh, five why okay you ask yourself you ask yourself each level why 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 and take yourself through the exercise and if you can't 
get down to something that makes sense maybe that's not the goal that right. you you had in mind so. yeah that's important yeah so for the big finale how do you set the freaking goals how do you yeah. set them in a way that serves you um were you gonna talk about okrs yeah so okay i mean there are a lot of ways to set goals I yeah mean, this is not like a yeah. one size fits all right. these are just how we found works for us i feel like what I was doing in Q3, what I did in Q3 was I set two levels of goals. Mm. One level was things that I wanted, but I couldn't control. And then each of those had like another layer, like a sub layer, mm -hmm. which was um, things that I could control that would lead to that thing I couldn't control. Oh, interesting. So one one of the goals that I wanted but I couldn't control was getting one client through inbound leads like that were coming from my content. So I can't control like clients, right. you know, working with me um, through inbound, you know, but what I can control is how much content I make. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I set the goal of making like two pieces of content a week, like mm -hmm. a blog or a video. And through doing that, I eventually did hit that goal of getting one inbound, uh, cl like closing one inbound lead and getting and a contract. Inbound, by the way, means like the, the clients yes. find him. Yeah, the client found me. So they watched, they actually read my blog on topological data analysis, which is a shock to me. Mm -hmm. Someone read that. And then they booked a call with me and then um, we eventually worked together. Mm -hmm. What I did in Q4 is kind of like the, like a almost an evolution of that. It's like another version of that. And it, it comes from this book called Measure What Matters. Mm -hmm. And it lays out this whole goal setting framework called OKRs, mm -hmm. which stands for objectives and key results. So these are also like a two layer system where the objective is like a more vague kind of like goal you can't really obtain directly mm. and what you do is you set associated like key results maybe like three to five key results mm -hmm. with each objective that are things you can control you know okay. like things that are quantifiable more of the smart goals okay and through doing these like key results you should naturally achieve the objective so which that's is kind of like what you did in yeah, Q3. yeah 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 okay. it's very similar um and it kind of goes back to this idea that goals are just a excuse excuse just a distraction mm. and so in this case the objective is kind of the the goal. the goal kind of like the distraction the excuse and then the key results are kind of the things you do along the way that get you the results that get you that object right. results and the objective it seems like right yeah um no i think that's a really good way to put it it's yeah. like it's a way for you to kind of have that like dreamer like i want my yeah goal. so you, the objective can be more vague can mm -hmm. be more aspirational yeah. can be more fuzzy mm -hmm. but then you have to go that next step and be more pragmatic with the key results mm -hmm. be more realistic yeah. with the key results yeah 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 um i like doing uh, habit-based goals mm -hmm. yeah. um, that was kind of my strategy I think for the past year um, which again came from Atomic Habits and which is a book by James Clear um, and how I structured it was like based on who you want to be work backwards 
so you can undoubtedly become that person. Right. So my goals are based on the person I want to be. So tapping into my future self. For me, I see my future self as somebody who has an audience. Mm-hmm. I see my future self as somebody who is who knows another language, wow. who works out often. Um, she travels a lot. She has a strong community of people. Mm-hmm. And then from all of those high level goals, right, I can break it down into smaller practical things. So it's, it's, it's basically very similar. Very similar. And these things aren't mutually exclusive. Yeah. Because a lot of the key results, yeah. I said, like putting like like ma- putting out two pieces of content a week, yeah. like you can translate that into a habit, which yeah. is like work on content four hours a day kind exactly. of thing, you know? Exactly. And so like, I think it's just a way to think about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's a framework. It's a framework. And for me, like if I want to be a YouTuber because of my future self is like she creates content through YouTube, her audience is mainly through YouTube, then I'm going to, you know, take that down into, all right, to be a YouTuber. YouTuber, I need to be posting. Yep. Okay. And then do I have that habit? No, I don't have the habit of posting. What do I need to do to be in the habit of posting consistently? Right. Because someone who posts consistently on YouTube is probably a YouTuber. And someone who is a, is a YouTuber probably has an audience. Mm. So I've mm. kind of like broken it down yep. back to the very last step yeah. of, of even beginning that process. Right. And that's the goal I set for the quarter. Mm. So it, like me in the past, before I even was posting on YouTube, it was just like, okay, create one video. Yep. Not even a posting schedule or nothing. Just like make the damn video once a month or something like something very low hanging so that I could yeah. get into the habit of doing it. And then over time, I would increase that. So like now it's gotten to the point where like I'm posting once a week and then I threw in another one. Seems like you're posting more than once a week. I threw in another challenge of doing Vlogmas. That was a random side curve, <laughs> random side plot um, that came into the picture. So now it's like more two or three times a week. But um, yeah, so y- you see the, the point. It's basically, like you just kind of work backwards that's how i've set goals i kind of started with i want to be a youtuber Mm -hmm. um first because i didn't want to just say i want to have x subscribers right because and i want to talk about the difference between the two because if i said i want to have x amount of subscribers or hundred thousand or whatever it doesn't guarantee that i'm becoming the person i want to become because you can have a lot of subscribers and do be any kind of way but if i don't have that skill or the consistency of being a youtuber then to me i i'm not gonna be fulfilled with just having a subscriber count and right. i don't have any of right. the attributes of a youtuber yeah like it's kind of like someone Someone who posted a video and kind of got lucky yeah and then it kind of like fizzles out because they didn't develop the habits they needed to develop exactly. to be that and uh there was a great book it's it's called what i learned losing a million dollars and basically the guy's saying how mm. he just got lucky his whole finance career wow. until he finally lost basically everything and Jeez. that's when he like finally started to learn like how to actually yeah. be good at it. So like the failures are actually a gift. Yes. And you actually need those in order to become that person, in order to develop those habits mm-hmm. um, that are necessary to continue being successful. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm like, I know if I got like the million dollars or the millions of subscribers or whatever, and there was nothing I was proud of internally, I would not be yeah. satisfied with it. So that's why I, this is actually 
actually one of my like goals in life is to be like a full-time YouTuber. And mm. I, this, is, this is something I, I see myself doing for a long period of time, like yeah. my whole life. So I do want to be a YouTuber in my mind that has more of a definition. So big picture is yes, I want to have an audience, but if I take it a scale back, I want to be a YouTuber. Mm -hmm. So now that I set that kind of like over... Uh, like high level objective? Uh, yeah, now that I've set that higher level, goal. it's not the highest one, but it's it's a higher level goal. Right. I can take it a step back. What does a YouTuber do? What mm. are the traits of somebody who has this yeah. many subscribers? Yeah. Instead of I want this many subscribers, if you, you know, we all have like a count that would sound nice. If you if you have that in mind, like what are the traits of somebody who has that, yeah. you know? Um, and then that's what I think about. Okay, they probably post once a week. They probably network with creators. Mm. They probably make time to script and plan their videos. Right. Um, and then, okay, if I pick one of those, hey, if I need to post once a week, okay, what do I need to do to post once a week? Then it becomes extremely obvious what my next step for Q1 is. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So I just wanted to like break it down that way if you want to see it visually. Right. And yeah, then, I think that's good. Because um, I did I did a TikTok video on this goal setting format that I do and mm -hmm. I can't find it. It's in there. I just like lost can't. Lost in the sauce. It's lost in the sauce. Um, and I'll, I'll try to link it. I just, it, it, I think it helped people see yeah, how yeah. you can take your higher level objectives or goals and break it down more so i want to make a point of like embracing your goals too mm. um you set them yes but they're new if you don't have any plan on how to nurture these goals i think they're just gonna get lost in the everyday yeah. life everyday old habits and blah, blah blah so i want to talk about some things that i feel like we do to keep nurturing these goals mm -hmm. and one thing is we meet quarterly yeah. to talk about and then check in every two weeks yeah so we meet quarterly to set the goals and make sure that we're we have them and then naturally we're we're meeting every two weeks so we're checking in on the goals and we're setting at the same time so mm -hmm. like we are each other's accountability partner with the goals yeah. but i feel like once we when we moved in together it was a it became a bigger thing mm. and when we left our jobs i think we were both like yeah. we need to get it together we need to track something because we have no idea what we're doing like i think it just gave us some kind of structure and i think reviewing your goals consistently consistently is important mm -hmm. um yeah. because it's just it's i don't want to say impossible but it, it, it's it, you can't tell the future yeah you know you can guess but you don't know and it's not that you can't tell the future but like if you're gonna hit it or not i mean that you can you have a lot of influence over but sometimes in the moment or the season that you're in you're not 100 percent aligned with the desire yet like you you set the goal and it may not fit like there was things that i set even like the habit-based practical things that i set this quarter yeah. for myself that once i started going into the quarter it just didn't make any sense yeah, right and if i was trying to force it yeah. it would have made the other goals 10 times harder and mm -hmm. i think that's what you have to we set them in the beginning of the quarter but we come back every two weeks and just talk about yeah. updates how's it going and then you and i can call each other i'll be like that doesn't really seem to really match yeah. with what there you're were doing. like two maybe even three goals that i just crossed off the <laughs> list because it didn't make sense it anymore. didn't make any sense i, I had the same and make sure it matches your values like every step of right. the way because that's something you forget like we think oh i set this with great intentions and you probably did but like with you during this quarter you realized like your rush or your need to fulfill that 20 hours was taking you away from your values of mm -hmm. like learning and giving giving relationship building all right. these things and it, that's why the the that's why the values are such good guard you know rails. guardrails because you forget you just you get in the grind you keep going so just come back review yeah. what you 
put down and make sure it still matches every step of the way. Um, it's okay to change it because it's just a distraction. It's not the whole point. So uh, another thing that I think to embrace your goals is to start small yeah. and then build up. Like you were saying with your habits, I feel like he's really good at building his habits like one by one. And that's why he has like this beautiful synchrony of, of, right, of just habits and maybe like a lifestyle. Seven years to develop. Yeah. Because I think people look at his schedule and his lifestyle like, what kind of drug is this man on? Yeah. And he's not on any. <laughs> but I think just it's... Just caffeine. Just caffeine. But I think it's it's just been such a slow and iterative yeah. process. And I had to learn from him a lot in that department because I was such a perfectionist that yeah. I would set... You would try to jump like six <laughs> steps ahead. It's like, no, just try to add one new thing. I would set like a unreasonably ridiculous routine for myself, like from it, day and night. Like on January or December 31st of whatever year to January 1st, I would expect myself to become a workout queen. She's a reader. She is a scientist. She's also a mathematician on her free time. Like I would just set these ridiculous goals for myself and i would be pissed i'd be like yeah. god why did i wake up late again knowing that the past 365 days i've always waking woken up late and it's like uh, you have to really start small so and i've learned this even as we're doing it now like from one quarter to the next even i just increase it just a tiny bit or i don't increase it at all yeah. if something's working it's working right. like i can i tend to journal five times a week am i gonna just because I, I got that down i'm gonna just like increase it to like seven immediately no i mean if i feel kind of at my capacity with that goal but it is important to me i'm just gonna keep it there because if i know yeah. i'm already adjusting this other goal that other goal it's gonna be too much and and just when in doubt do less because you're gonna always yeah, set right. these you're gonna be like oh no i can do that oh i can wake up early that day i can start working out that's not that bad honestly working out one time a week that's not that bad i thought that and i couldn't even do it like with everything going on in your life you're gonna think oh i got that no problem but when <laughs> once you wake up on monday morning and the goal is looking at you you're gonna wish that you had just not even put the expectation that you were gonna do something right. ridiculous then you just get, like, discouraged, you know, discouraged. Right. and there's nothing worse than like you're in the middle of january and you have haven't done a single thing right. because you just set these unrealistic expectations for yourself so don't do that and just take things one habit at a time like yeah. add one thing at a time and if you think you can do something make the goal even less yeah like when in doubt just make it less um and then the last thing i'll say is hard launch hard launch your goals and people might have something to say about this Huberman fans, I know. I already know what you're going to say. Don't talk about your goals because Don't people, tell you're going to get the dopamine hit. And da, da, da. I know. But I do feel there is a magic that happens mm. when you claim these goals. Like you don't just kind of like keep them in this like corner of your room. Like you have them physically somewhere or people know right. or you will look stupid. Yeah. Like I think I you kind of need that. Like, it's there i guess there could be different reasons why you hard launch or kind of share your goals if yeah. you're just trying to share your goals to you know look cool or right. whatever don't do that don't do that um even if you don't mean to and you kind of just inadvertently do that just kind of be mind mindful, mindful of that but really the best case scenario is like having accountability partners yes because what you really want to leverage is social pressure because yes. that is incredibly powerful for like nudging our behavior in a certain mm -hmm. direction we do things 
Right. We do wild things for the sake of like, oh shit, other people are going to see. Right. I have to get it done. So, I mean, I feel like you can get pretty clever with that. The simplest thing is just have one person that you could right. be accountability partners with. Yeah. Um, what? <laughs> I was just thinking like, I don't know, maybe like piss people off with your goals. So like they mm. want you to fail and they're constantly like out to get you or something. Or Ooh. I don't know. What does that mean? Just trying to get more social pressure. Oh, okay. I like... I, I think about it like it could be as simple as like when you have to turn in homework, mm. you know, if you don't turn it in, your teacher knows. Right. If you don't turn it in, not that your classmates actually know, but you feel like they know, yeah. you know, and I think it's you want to leverage something like that where it's not that you, it's broadcasted to the entire world. If you feel like that's the next step for you, like for me, I like doing that because I like mm -hmm. people holding me accountable. Yeah, I think with the classroom, it's like there are many other students. So yeah. there's like that conformity. Social yeah, pressure. yeah. So maybe some something like of that, that of that nature like for me that looks like putting that on my socials i don't have that many followers or whatever so it's not even that many people mm -hmm. but one there's a negative uh you know reinforcement but there's also the positive reinforcement so um you don't want to get i agree with huberman like you don't want to get the positive reinforcement too early before yeah. you even, st even start yeah. but here's my thing if you tell someone like yeah i'm gonna pursue my music career right like whatever and you feel a little too happy like not that you can't be excited but like you feel way too fulfilled just by saying it mm. and they're like giving you positive reinforcement and that's like making it even like oh yeah like i think there's something to reevaluate there okay when i tell Maybe people you the wrong goal or mm -hmm, something because when i tell people my goals when they're they're my real actual goals i'm terrified right i'm scared it's gonna be a lot of work because i and they're like oh that's so great and i'm like yeah like that's i think that's what you should right. feel because you're thinking about the reality as opposed to the the fantasy of Sure. It. yeah that's good and i think that's why i'm like i don't know i still feel there's times where i don't want to tell people my goals because i'm still trying to I, i'm just not ready for input right mm -hmm. now i'm still formulating it or whatever but there's certain things that i've been cooking on it and i'm ready to do it i know it, i'm very clear on what it is and when i tell people i'm scared because now i know that they're gonna expect this from me yeah but that's actually like a good thing for me because i have to deliver and like one of those things for me is like learning french i'm putting that everywhere because i know that if i say that people are gonna remember that and now in any situation where i can learn more or speak in french or practice or whatever it like forces me to learn on the spot and i'm doing i'm not like oh my god i'm gonna learn french hee <laughs> hee i mean i i do say that but i'm actually more scared than like excited mm -hmm. in a yeah. way so i think like uh, just kind of putting it somewhere physical i think is really important vision boarding i know a lot of people like doing that talking to someone having an accountability partner putting it online if you need to like uh, because yes you can have the negative reinforcement but then when you're actually going through the process or documenting it or achieving it or you you meet up for lunch with somebody two months later and they're like how's it going and you're like actually i do have an update for you like it's going well then that's gonna be something to also keep you going right. you know um so the whole move in silence i'm on the right. i'm on the fence about it i guess there are just some nuances to there's it. nuances i i think definitely you don't want to go overboard um in the excitement before you even start but also you do need people you need that pressure to hold you accountable to things right. you know to yep. make it real too um yeah oh another thing like one example is like i've been calling myself an entrepreneur for the whole year i have no products and i have achieved basically nothing 
and I've but that I think that's most entrepreneurs (laughs) (laughs) that is being an entrepreneur but like it's weird because at first I was like that sounds weird but it became a habit Mm -hmm. where I just say like yeah I'm an entrepreneur I put it every I'm writing it a lot I'm saying it more and it's weird because now in my brain if somebody would ask me are you an entrepreneur I'd be like yeah like it would almost be like roll off the tongue and is there a whole lot that has changed from like the beginning of this year when I wasn't calling myself an entrepreneur to now not really but I think mentally it became real and I think that comes from practicing saying it so that's why I feel like it's another good way to make it physical is to it's you know just like beat the imposter syndrome step into it before you're ready kind mm-hmm. of thing if you really believe that's the goal and for me i've been cooking on being an entrepreneur for my whole life so i think i know that's what i want yeah. and i just had to say it and now i consider myself yeah. like an actual entrepreneur and you know there's there's so many ways you could define entrepreneur like i have a pretty liberal definition me just too. someone <laughs> that has no someone that starts a business as an entrepreneur yeah. you know what i mean so it's a pretty low bar And if you see most entrepreneurs, you will see that the bar is indeed very low. (laughs) That is true. Um, And the reality of entrepreneurship is dirty. It's it's messy. It's not glamorous at all. It's Mm -hmm. hard. It's a lot of learning. But I mean, what you do get out of entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. is growth, especially if you allow yourself to really like continually push yourself. Yeah. Um. Because, again, I mean, you can also get comfortable in entrepreneurship. If you get to a certain level, Mm -hmm. it's like, oh, I'm able to pay the bills and things are working out. I don't need to grow, but I think those are even more challenging bits. But that's a a tangent. No, I think that's uh, that's just like a point. Like, then the goal should be growth rather than, you know. Yep. So, how has freshman year been for us? First semester. First semester of freshman year. And I guess that includes both Q3 and Q4, but we're yeah. just going to talk about Q4 right now. Yeah, because okay. yeah, I have a whole... Uh, so I guess I'll kind of give the short version of my Q4 goals. Like, okay, so the high level, which mm-hmm. I kind of got kind of fun and creative with my Q4 goals, mm-hmm. where I had like this super high level objective, which yeah. was learn and give. Yeah. And so that was just like more of a like a container for all my goals for this quarter. And really the purpose of that is to help me maintain a positive mindset throughout like all the volatility of Mm -hmm. just this past quarter. (laughs) Because it's just like, it's just so much. And every time I kind of was getting kind of stressed about finances or getting stressed about like the future and the uncertainty. Yeah. Like kind of reminding myself or just focusing on how much I'm learning and the relationships I'm developing. Mm-hmm. And so that's like another version of giving to me mm. um, and like helping people in a sense. Um, I guess like helping people with the content and whatnot. But anyway, it these two things of learning and giving just help me stay positive yeah. or just keep me in the game, mm-hmm. essentially. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then that's see, ki- it's a bigger ambition, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure what to what to call it. What to it. label it as. Yeah, what to label it. But it's kind of like this very it's like an umbrella or just like it's like the mm. big container that's gonna that holds or kind of overarches all my Q4 goals. Mm. And so each one of my goals uh corresponds to like each pillar of my business, which is my consulting, my content, and my community, the data entrepreneurs. So for consulting, the goal was to just ramp it up. 
you know, like mm -hmm. keep growing. And so I already mentioned it at the top of like locking down 20 hours a week of work going into Q1. Um, for my content, it was just to keep it up. So it was basically continuing what I had done in Q3, mm -hmm. which was like um, two pieces of content a week, posting like five times a week on LinkedIn and I'm posting one to two times a week on TikTok and Instagram. And then for the community, it was also the same kind of thing of just keep it up. Yeah. And that's mainly through our community events. Um, just doing do more. Yeah. Well, just doing this. Oh, huh. actually, it was do more. Right. Like last quarter was we did, uh, I think, 12 events. Crazy. which was double what we did in Q3. Um, so that was kind of the major goal there. And then the big one was um, the consulting. So I, I won't kind of go into everything. Right. But I will I will call out one that was kind of like a highlight for me. What? Which was um, a focus on outbound marketing. So kind of the difference between inbound and outbound is that outbound is me reaching out to potential clients to, you know, offer my services to them. While inbound is potential clients reaching out to me because they're interested in my services. So in Q3, the main focus was just the inbound coming from content. And the way I was achieving that is just making more content. Mm -hmm. um, in Q4, at the beginning of Q4, I set the goal of to start doing outbound. And so what that could look like is applying to jobs on Upwork, doing like, um, you know, warm outreach on LinkedIn or just doing like cold outreach, like via emails or whatever. And so it was getting really sweaty halfway through the quarter because it was just like quiet. Like I had no leads coming in. It and was, I was quiet for him. It was quiet. And I was getting worried because it's like, oh shit, like is, did I just like fuck this up? Uh, did I just flop or is this the end for me? <laughs> kind of thinking and this is actually a theme this happened a few times during the quarter just yeah. like just having a slow week and then getting like into this i don't know scarcity mindset yeah. doomsday prepping doomsday <laughs> yes. mindset but anyway so i was kind of like gung-ho i actually made like a linkedin post like hard launching my outbound campaign <laughs> but then i heard something from to bring up Alex Hormozy again, okay. he always says like, if you want to build a million dollar business, you need one product, one customer, and one channel. So like one way of getting customers. By, mm -hmm. That's what he means by channel. And I reflected on that and recalled like all the conversations I've had with freelancers that are ahead of me. And while they all get customers in different ways, the common thread through all of them is they all have one channel, one customer acquisition strategy, mm -hmm. whether that's Upwork, whether that's outbound emails, whether that's referrals, whether that's content, which is what I was doing in Q3. Mm. And so like I was reflecting on that and I said, well, content's working. Mm -hmm. Why am I trying to go into uncharted territory? It's kind of like the case of the grass is greener on the other side. Yeah. So I eventually just like, like pretty quickly after a few days of reflecting on it, I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm not going to do outbound. I'm just going to stick to what works. I'm just going to yeah. put that energy into making more content because I don't know if the outbound is going to work for me. And I'm glad I didn't do that because the next week I got like 10 discoveries calls because one of my youtube videos went like kind of semi-viral mm -hmm. and so that was kind of like a big uh lesson. lesson for me um you forgot that you talked to your queen and she gave you this life-changing advice yeah and that's the upside of having the accountability partner so the outbound uh goals i had applied to 40 upwork contracts or local business reach outs or cold outreach um another version of this was 200 linkedin dms 
And so I just crossed those off the list because, you know, it just didn't make sense anymore. Yeah. Um, and I feel like now I've done so many discovery calls this quarter. Mm, like you have. You I had the lot. goal of doing 12 and I ended up doing, uh, I think I've done like 20 this nice. quarter. And I feel like I've done, I've grown so much mm-hmm. as like the consultant, mm-hmm. as the consultant or like thinking right. like a product manager, yeah. like thinking strategically, yeah. like being a business therapist essentially. Yeah, yeah. And that was the goal essentially yeah. it's i knew i had to get better at this in order for it to be a viable source of income right the 20 hours was just it uh, was just an excuse 20 hours yeah uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> so and also shine doesn't want to say but he reached 7k on youtube yeah so that kind of goes to the point like that video kind of went viral and ever since then i've been growing like 100 subs a day yeah which is pretty crazy i mean it'll slow down at some point right but it, it's still like keeping up and at this rate i'll hit 10k by the end of the month which is that's mind-blowing because be i was at 1k this time last year that's crazy yeah and i 10x. like i don't know how that sounds to other people but if you have a youtube channel and you yeah. haven't even attempted to post one video so yeah. no that- I, I saw someone recently they had posted over a hundred videos and they only had like a few hundred subscribers and it's like the same industry as me and it's like oh yeah you know what i mean it's like there's it's so unpredictable like what goes viral like this the space of content creation can be so crazy because you can grow exponentially yeah but it's also so unpredictable that you never know when you're gonna hit that like knee in the exponential curve and start kind of going off to the races like people spend their whole they'll spend five years just flatlining like super slow growth until finally like hitting it that's good to remember i need to remember that because my youtube is tanking right now yeah but you kind of also were like inconsistent it wasn't until more recently that you started like posting every week yeah okay so i'm gonna talk a little bit about my q3 i'm gonna just sum it up q3 or q4 (laughs) q4 i so the math is not and we're talking about calendar year too like yeah people uh, have different names for quarters right every three months that's what we're we're talking about so the last three months of the year q4 jesus christ q4 i oh god where do i even begin i made a whole video about this so you can yeah. watch that for further. i also have a video about this yeah so more detail on our separate channels you can watch but just high level i wanted to things went decent in q3 and i wanted to make q4 just like a let's go in right let's go in more on content um i unexpectedly in q4 not unexpectedly but i kind of unexpectedly left a client my last and only client mm-hmm. like recurring client in q4 so um for the first month i was still working for someone that kind of took away a lot of time mm-hmm. um and then i also went to europe at the end of that month so end of october beginning of november why'd you go to europe no reason <laughs> literally no reason have a whole video on that too um and it taught me a lot so i would highly recommend you check that out some reason <laughs> but i went to europe for like eight days i came back i was in a slump i was in a very hater mood mm. i was in a very like raw i hate the world like 
everything sucks. I don't know if it was just coming back to Texas or I just hadn't been posting in a while. I just felt so frazzled and fried. Like mm-hmm. I set all of these goals and everything was perfect. I'm, I'm a perfectionist still recovering. And I just felt like I wasn't because of the client and the travel and Thanksgiving and the family. Like I just wasn't able to get started after my slump. I wasn't able to get make any moves. And literally the last week of November is when I got my shit together. So I've only been doing my Q4 goals really for like three weeks weeks, and it's felt like the longest three weeks of my life because i had to compress all of my goals into like six weeks and i have two more weeks to fulfill all of them and i am adamant so i plan on still doing it um high level my q4 goals were to uh create a story with my content Mm. um community build and then the last one was maintain my mental health uh, through like certain things like working out, journaling, reading, things like that. Um, I did really good in the maintaining mental health category. I feel like my routine is routining for sure. Mm. Um, the, my slump kind of threw me off for a little bit, but I came back to it and I was still like dressing up and reading and drinking water and all these little things. Um, community building the podcast has been going well. I had to post basically every single week because I missed out on two months of the quarter, <laughs> but things are going well with this channel in terms of posting. I mean, meeting the, the the requirements i wanted to have guests i had two guests so you know things are going well that was a whole goal with points like Mm -hmm. episodes clips shorts all that stuff um underneath and then the worst category was creating a story with my content actually no i don't i wouldn't say the worst category i don't know why i said that but like for some reason i feel like i failed at it i guess because you weren't posting when you I wasn't were... posting for those two months. Yeah. Like consistently. I only got right. like one video up and like, you know, I was doing well on TikTok. That's pretty habit. It's like a habit at this point. Yeah. But everything else was like really sporadic. And I was even late to posting the podcast. I just felt like all over the place for the first two months of this quarter. So I was rushed. I I, I really felt rushed this um quarter but i feel like it's expedited learnings like in just three weeks i've been like compressing all of my learnings in like such a small period of time oh another huge point is um i was supposed to be a coach right (laughs) i was supposed to be consulting people still and i cut that out after i left my client and went to europe i was like i don't really want to be a coach at all like i don't care for it um actually i kind of decided that at the beginning of q4 Mm -hmm. i just didn't really like make it a thing until the end of October um and I was like yeah I don't I don't want to be doing this thing so I haven't been marketing myself as a coach since and that's kind of been like how am I gonna make money like overwhelming but I've had small gigs to keep me afloat like really small gigs that don't feel like a lot of work um but I felt like I had a lot to focus on and not a lot of time to process like it was very like shock me into like posting once a week and then I threw in vlogmas for some reason vlogmas even though that was a stretch to throw in it it made me feel motivated to get started I'm yeah. like I have so much to do I have to do it um, yeah. vlogmas is like you post you couldn't be comfortable I anymore. couldn't be comfortable anymore after getting back from Europe so he suggested I do vlogmas and I thought it it would challenge me to get started on like a lot of my goals and my content goals. Um, so that went pretty well. Um, I also was supposed to be writing blogs mm-hmm. on medium and I literally only got started last week. Like, and I'm supposed to post six by the end of the year. So we'll see how these go, but I think I, I think I will hit more than I think I, yeah I thought I would hit. So I think that's good. And, yeah. One huge theme I realized was the thing we we're talking about today. It's not about the 
outcome. Yeah. Because exactly. I think I was in that slump because I was like, outcome. I'm not I'm not posting, so I'm not gonna get to the outcome. I'm not posting, so I'm not gonna become who I wanna become. And like it had nothing to do with that because it was like a, a night me and him were having pasta and just chilling. And I finally took a break and just stopped and stopped trying yeah. to be frantic that I realized I'm like, oh, everything I'm I want to do I'm already doing it yeah. for fun yeah so why am I trying to get to some goal or why right. am I trying to get to this x thing when I already yeah. have all the things that I would want in my life the only difference between my life now and some future version of my life is that I have money to afford it yeah that's all I think that's something I feel like I consistently am mm -hmm. battling now is like yeah you know right now since we're living off savings it's like unsettling yeah you know? Um, but if you were to, but if you were to just like narrow the scope and mm -hmm. just focus on the present, like the here and now, we are living our dream life. I know. You know what I mean, we're doing it's... everything we want to do. Yeah. It's only when I allow those like distractions of like, oh, in five months, we're not going to have money to pay the bills. But it's like life is going to be so different. Five months ago, I was working at <laughs> Toyota. <laughs> you know what I mean? Five months ago, I was like so far behind where I am today. Yeah. So you can't even imagine where you're gonna be in like we can't even imagine where we're gonna be in five months because we're kind I of consistently putting ourselves under pressure and in growing and learning and pushing ourselves mm -hmm. and so it's almost like a discipline to stay present yes. um and not let the distraction of anxiety or like financial insecurity or right. whatever it's like we're good right now and when it does become a problem, then you can solve it. But right, right now, it's not a problem. So don't make the it a problem. The only problem is you distracting yourself and kind of uh, taking away precious attention yeah. and time that can be used in a positive direction to be worrying and thinking about a imaginary future. Exactly. And I think if you are in a similar situation where you're like risking it all for the life that you want, you have to narrow down the time yep. scale mm -hmm. you can't think about five years ten years one it's discouraging even though yeah. we're like oh we got to be patient and grind it out nobody wants to think about doing something that doesn't work for 10 years <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants to think about that that sucks yeah. so you have to think about how am i going to get through this next week how am i going to get through this next month if i have enough for this next week if i haven't i mean if it gets down to the next day damn then yeah, yeah. it gets down to the next day but but that's how i kind of i think on the the scale of a day it's mm -hmm. like one day at, at a, time. a time and even when i have like the crazy busy days i'll think in terms of a.m and p.m you mm, know i know like i'll have to chop yeah. it up even more but it's like just finding that right time scale with which you're not unnecessarily stressing about things anxious. that you can't you literally can't control and that yeah. makes anxiety worse when you can't do anything about right. the situation so just don't put that in in the picture because i had to tell him the other day i'm like we have to remember that our survival is meant for the dream life. Mm. We can't survive and be doing not the dream life. There's no point of surviving yeah. at that point. You know what I mean? Like right. if we have decided that our intention is to build a life that we like completely love, the survival has to be going in that direction too. Yeah. It can't just yeah. be survival. Like I got to pick up a job at McDonald's so I can survive to have my dream life. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's in two different directions. So right. if we want to survive more than we want the dream life, we might as well just survive and go back to corporate or yeah. freelance again. But if we are going to be 
trying to build this new life, then our what we're doing to survive has to be in line with that. Yeah, it has to be aligned. It has to be aligned. And so it's it's really hard to do, obviously, it is hard. when you have bills to pay and things are coming up and you... I can't even tell people like when they're like, oh, how's your March or this? Look, I don't I don't know. I could be under a bridge. I literally don't know. And I think I don't think about it. I, I just don't think about it because I don't I can't. Right. <laughs> I can't. And it, it doesn't serve us. It doesn't you know serve I mean? us it, to think about the future. I have like, to go with the next honestly, step. March is in three months. Like who knows Every, what is going to like happen. It's kind of like what we say, like when you leave corporate and you're like your life is your own. If you're doing what you want to do. Yeah things seem so they seem so like slow mm. but also things happen so fast right. so like, like i you're one email away from, from like a, a new opportunity exactly like yeah. your life can change in a moment like yeah. i i said this when i told the story of like when i quit my job the first time but when i six months into me pursuing freelance for the first time in my life i was on my last thousand mm -hmm. and that's when i got a full-time job like a full-time freelance gig on my last thousand dollars and I would it have served me to think about, oh, am I going to survive? Like, you can't. You just have to keep going. Like, just shut up and keep going. If you're doing it, you're doing it. There's no, like, one foot in, one foot out. Um, most people who you see, like, oh, I love their life. They had this crazy life. They did things you don't want to know about. <laughs> you're not ready to, for that conversation. <laughs> so you just have to, like, go all in. And I I'm not giving financial advice because, well, the situation we're in, I'm not going to say go for it. Yeah, I mean, we, but if it matters to you, it matters to you. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is like a this is like a hard decision and a very like personal decision, yeah. and it's <clears throat> it really depends on people's very specific situation. Right. So there's no way to give like broad advice of should you quit your job, should you go all in on entrepreneurship. Yeah. But I think you know what we're doing is just sharing our story and mm -hmm. our journey just in case like there are aspects of it that are helpful for other people right. considering a similar journey right but like i can't tell anyone to quit their job like i can't tell anyone i can sure but <laughs> um it, it just really depends on that person's very unique situation, situation. their goals their values etc yeah um so let's talk about q4 <sighs> We just talked about Q4. Let's talk about Q1. Oh, yeah. Okay. Let's do that. I have two new rules for myself. Oh. You know, like Dua Lipa? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't thought about Q1 at all, so. Oh, really? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll just give my new, like, my new approach for Q1. Okay. It's, it's how I'm adjusting my habit-based goals. Okay. Um, because one thing I, like I said, I kind of got caught up in the outcome and the outward focus of these goals and less about, like, what it means to me and why. Um even though like that was my intention, I just, things happen and you get caught up. So my two new rules for goal setting for the next quarter is making my goals things that only I can judge. Mm. Um, I can, I'm the only person who can judge if it's successful or not. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't recommend this for everyone because sometimes, especially in the beginning, you need to like have some numerics yeah, associated like with it and everything. Um, but I, I want to be less obsessed with the outcome and more about the practice and the yeah. presence of yeah. the goal. And um, I want to enjoy the process. Like, basically, I'm already here. Like, imagine you're already at the destination. Um, what would matter to you? Like, if you're already successful, if you're like, I talk about Oprah level, Elon, Jeff Bezos level, like, there's not much like, physical stuff that you need anymore so yeah. you're just trying to impress yourself at right. that point point. and i want to think in that 
nature. Um, and like, I've already made it. So I've already, I already have my dream life. I've done everything to make this life where I get to wake up and have a long morning routine and blah, blah, blah. So what do I want to do now? What is important to me? What's like just for fun and just so cool? No reason. I want to do things for no reason and kind of challenge myself to do that in a situation where people would be like, you should be worried about your next check, you know? So that's one rule. Um, oh, and I think that also influences the timeline. Like I stop thinking about the timeline of things Okay. Um, and when I'm going to get it or what it's like waiting. It's like this this uh victim mm. mindset of just like when are things going to come to me when am i going to get sure. what i deserve and it's less like no that it literally doesn't even matter right. like it's not even the point the point is like i want to get better at art i'm getting better at art that's mm -hmm. it there's no it's very simple you know um and then i also want to make them aligned with my future self like someone i kind of is the same thing but like something i find really really cool and yeah. i think that sounds so stupid to talk about as like an adult like i just want to do things that are cool but i i really do think when you tap into those like nonsensical illogical goals that are just sound kind of like woo woo yeah that's where you start unlocking the ideas the creativity the right the lifestyle that no one ever like people mm -hmm. haven't seen before yeah. because you're like getting into the things that you find really cool when people do things that they find so cool you can smell it on them mm. like they, they're just they're glowing yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean and so i'm like how cool would it be if i found everything i did insanely cool like i'm no longer just yeah. doing things like i feel like i've always in the past I've like made self-deprecating jokes like i only have 10 subscribers or only have, like oh i'm just an idiot who doesn't know how to dress or whatever but like what if i was doing everything that i actually found really cool like i yeah. dressed really well or even if i don't dress well i craft every single outfit yeah every day that's a cool thing to do i um learn french i learned french mm-hmm I would be impressed with myself. Like yeah. I would blow my own mind if I could yeah. learn a language because I'm pretty slow if you haven't been able to tell. And it, it was things like that. So th that's kind of like my new goals. Yeah. And like I'm that. just going to hard launch them. Oh, you have them ready? I have them ready. Okay. Because yeah. my, my Q4 goals are very like, literally it's like YouTube, post once a week. Medium, post two times a week. Mm -hmm. TikTok, post 10 times. It was very like- and it doesn't like inspire you. Yeah. It was, it was very like structured, military, right. war- vibes okay um but this one is more like i'm one with the earth wow and i, I and everybody knows that feeling mm. you know when i tell you like you know what i'm talking about that what i'm talking about is like when you have that feeling in you like where you're intuition. just like it's an intuition it's just like this mm, like you feel that that's what i feel when i look at these goals i'm just gonna like just riff because i don't he's what's so rapping but i will say like at a high level structuring it for like having like three main goals for each pillar of my business so like for the consulting um and like consulting can also be reinterpreted as product development product management because that's what i'm doing as a consultant yeah but that's a necessary skill set because my goal isn't to be a consultant my goal is to develop my own product and launch a business mm. around that product grow a team around that yeah product. yeah Ooh. and as a consultant i'm kind of you know one learning mm. by seeing all these different like use cases and business cases and problems out there but also i'm going through the exercise like the 
you know, the ideation phase, the stress testing of ideas, like yeah. putting in front of customers, like the develop, like the software development yeah. side of it. And then the iterative, the iterative process of like it, development and innovation. It's crazy because it, it, it actually is very aligned. Like yeah. When you explain the, the things at, at first we we're like, Oh, consulting is just to survive. But yeah. like the more you but get into it. Obviously it's not because I've only made a thousand dollars consulting uh, yeah. this past quarter or like yeah. the past six months. Uh, so th- I can't really sell that story anymore. Right. So maybe it, like this, par- the things you're learning are actually really a part of the bigger goal. So yeah. That's, it's, yeah. It's, it's interesting. So there's that. And then there's the content. Mm-hmm. And so just keep feeding it. And, you know, with YouTube growing and then, you know, medium growing, um, making about a thousand dollars a month from content. And then the thought has crossed my mind of like three Xing, four Xing that, and then that would kind of give enough to kind of scrape by or at least delay <laughs> that that date that we run out of money. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's another option. It's like, you know, keep pushing out content yeah. so that you don't necessarily have to make money from consulting, mm-hmm. which it, I feel is better because yeah. then I can o- I'll only take on clients and projects that really align with me, the skills I want to develop, and like where I ultimately want to go and the things that I want to achieve. Totally. And that's a better position to be in because if you have to, like this is something that you were kind of checking me on. Like <laughs> if like I get into this point where I'm like scarcity mindset, I start getting desperate <laughs> and I just start taking like any client engagement that comes across my, like comes my way. It's probably not going to be aligned. And then that's only going to be both that's gonna be bad for both sides it's gonna be like yeah it's a lose-lose like i'm not gonna like it they're not gonna get as much value out of it and so it just doesn't make sense and it kind of goes back to that saying like if it's not a hell yes it's a hell no and like having that cushion like that steady cash flow from content could potentially put me in that position to be able to that would be a great position to be in because it's like the content is what you really love you know well the content like it allows me to learn and I love to learn yeah. and I love to like explore these, these ideas these like, topics. yeah, yeah, you know, and it's, it's a great thing to make money off of because in your life, yeah, I'm getting paid to learn, which was like the exactly. kind of thumbnail I had for my Q4 goals. Oh yeah. 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 It's like getting oh paid to learn 10 K a month by 2024. Crazy. Not going to happen, but, but it was a good thumbnail. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, and then yeah. the last thing is the community, which yeah. is the data entrepreneurs. And for me, that really scratches the itch of relationships Um, And just connecting with other entrepreneurs in the space and just like, you know, flying out like, you know, we're going to go to Austin. We're Mm going to do a meetup there and just get to meet people in person. And they just did one in Nashville. Yeah, we just went to Nashville. And so um, I think at this point, my my goal would just be to like keep it up. So like do like nine to 12 events, like the same number of events we did this this quarter. Um, And then maybe like one tactical thing is like have a strategic plan for the newsletter because our newsletter is kind of like shabby right now. Um, and so shabby? having a plan for like Q2 or Q3 to have the newsletter just be a bit more valuable. Just a little facelift. Yeah, because right now it just promotes our events. Okay. And that's kind of like, you know, people like that because they don't have to like be on Discord or whatever. They get notified every time we have an event and people seem to like them. Um, but like it would be cool to like provide more value, like giving 
you know, freelancing tips, giving like product development Your blogs tips. even. Yeah. So kind even. of like having, having more of a strategy because we do have a medium publication, yeah. uh, which is basically um, a way to kind of uh, bring blogs together mm -hmm. on medium, which is a blogging platform. Um, but right now it's kind of like ad hoc. There's really no strategy there. I'm the only one contributing to it. So like trying to get more people to contribute to it. Um, but yeah, I just got to think through that stuff and, try to come up with a plan. But I guess that's kind of like the word vomit at this point of what yeah. I'm thinking for Q1. And then season two. Season two. What's coming up in season <laughs> two, Faye? Season two is, I can't necessarily give you like a full update on that because I have to like, that's what I also want to reflect on. Yeah. Um, just like I'm going to take a break from editing and everything. Um, but I do see more guests mm -hmm. and hopefully in person. I don't know. Um, One in person maybe. We definitely have more to talk about. Like we've been like, I think I've mentioned this before. Like all of our topics are organic. Like we don't like have some kind of curriculum that we've like artificially created. Like right. all of these the, are just topics that come up randomly yes, throughout the week. Literally like the topics we talk about are things that just come up in our life and conversations we've had mm -hmm. and we turn it into an episode. Yeah. And so there's been more cooking obviously. And so that's going into season two. And um, I'm not sure when we're going to have like the official launch for season two, but we're basically going to still be filming up until forever yeah. and um i'm excited for it. i think it'll be good um let us know if there's like anything you want to see um and yeah yeah and thank you for thank you. watching this yeah <laughs> this podcast and your engagement i think the uh the feedback and the response is like super encouraging yeah. and more so kind of what we're saying at the top like it's like surprising but also like exciting yeah. that people get it yeah and they resonate with it and so like, you know, it's so valuable to be around like-minded people. Yes. I feel like that's been the secret sauce of human civilization. Mm. It's not like these one-off geniuses, but it's when a collective of like-minded people with like a shared mission, shared values get together and mm. decide to go in a particular direction. Yeah. That's how we, you know, have built civilization. That's how we went to the moon. That's how we are building all the incredible things that we've built. You yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's like I see a world like my vision is like everybody's just doing their own fucking thing. Yeah, like and it just works. And it's working and they're getting paid for it. And it's yeah. like just like how much happier would be how yeah. much more interesting would our lives be if mm -hmm. everybody was like just doing what they really like to do. Yeah. And I always think about like college because mm -hmm. everybody was acting a damn fool in college or so I thought. But like people were just being themselves yeah. and I, I miss that. <laughs> so um yeah, I just, I see that for people and it's kind of infectious. Yep. I guess we're like, we infect each we other. Affect each other. <laughs> um, and I, I'm, people look at us weird and I think it's nice having somebody to be like, oh, well, he, 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 you know, I get this, it. I get it. Like, this is kind of like our joke. Um, and the more people taking a leap and doing something crazy, it's not going to seem so crazy. It's going right. to be like, oh, that's... in retrospect, it seems obvious. Yeah, it's weird. Like, the closer we get to this life, it's like, what else would I be doing? Yeah. Like, God forbid I had a, a job that I couldn't have a two hour morning routine with. Yeah. Like, and so I or just I'm, go to France for no reason. Go to France for no reason. And like, the, this is my personality. Like, this is who I am. So I would yeah. literally have to suppress that to adapt right. to most right. things. I haven't found the job where like it really allows Aligns. me to do everything, all of those things. But now that I'm doing it, it's like, what, how else would I live? Like, this right. is exactly how I want to live. Mm -hmm. Um, so 
yeah, I just, that's why I just got to jump off the cliff and do things for no reason. Because mm. you'll start to, it'll give you the reason back. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway. Get paid to live, y'all. Get paid to live, baby. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thanks for watching and we will see you in season two. Bye. Bye.